So it's a pleasure being here once again on a Monday. And um, I would like to say thank you for all those that have been listening to this segment and giving me support. So um, continuing from where we had stopped off last week, I spoke about the fourth Christ-related foundation of civilization in the gospel, which dealt with the honoring of parents by the children. And uh, this foundation, um, it ensured the well-being and longevity of the individual on this God-created planet called Woods. So today, we'll be discussing the fifth Christ-related foundation of civilization in the gospel and it is re-establishment of trust in god and this was internationalized by the apostle paul now all scriptures will be taken and will be read from the king james version bible so rendering i start so the importance of the relaying of the fifth foundational pillar of civilization which is the responsibility of the creature to trust the creator, owner, sustainer, supreme governor, and final judge of this universe, is highlighted by the fact that Jehovah is responsible for your earthly existence and therefore reserves the right to destroy your soul and body in Gehenna, even in the lake of fire. If you fail to believe and trust in him, this is so as a consequence of you being born spiritually dead and as such are already destined for hell if you do not trust god this fact finds scriptural confirmation in the following doctrinal discourse of jesus christ while here on earth and the following quotes confirms what i just said prior on my doctrinal position which i will be reading from matthew chapter 10 verse 28 which states fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell meaning gehenna now in addition to that fact adam's mistrust of the lord brought universal death to the entire human race which can be confirmed by persons reading Romans chapter 5, verses 17 to 18. And if Earth's population refuse to trust God, and in so doing, reject his offer of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, the spiritual death which was bequeathed to the human race through Adam would be confirmed, and the second death in the lake of fire even in Gehenna, shall be man's reward for not trusting in his creator, who longs to be his savior, lord, and master. Like Father Abraham, who responded to the call of God to leave his father's house and country, to follow God's directive to go to a country, which he would show him, and subsequently make a great nation out of him. Read Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 2, Genesis chapter 13 verses 14 to 17. 
we too are given a similar but far better offer to put our trust in God and accept his offer of salvation by grace through faith and be qualified to live and reign with him forever and ever. And one might ask, how can one respond positively to God's offer of salvation? And the answer follows accordingly. I will be reading from Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 13. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 13. Remembering that it was mistrust on the part of our first parents in the Garden of Eden that led to their being spiritually separated from God, which ultimately led to their physical death. We see that God is now offering a total reconciliation package to whosoever uses his or her will and humbles him or herself and accepts God's offer of salvation through Jesus Christ. That's that one being a partaker of God's divine nature. So that is taken from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. God's divine nature will become a member of Jesus' spiritual house, also known as the church. So I repeat that again, remembering that it was mistrust on the part of our first parents in the Garden of Eden that led to their being spiritually separated from God, which ultimately led to their physical death. We see that God is now offering a total reconciliation package to whosoever uses his or her will and humbles him or herself and accepts God's offer of salvation through Jesus Christ. That one, being a partaker of God's divine nature, will become a member of Jesus' spiritual house, also known as the church. So one can read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4 as confirmation. So the following quote, accordingly, confirms my stated doctrinal position which i'll be reading from hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 which states but christ as a son over his own house whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end so this doctrinal fact is later confirmed in the said hebrews chapter 3 verse 14 which states for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. So accordingly, the doctrinal position in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 14 and Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 secures scriptural verification in Jesus' own teaching accordingly. And Jesus said unto him, No man 
having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God as Luke chapter 9 verse 62 states. And from the epistle to the Hebrews, we have the following confirmation. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 39, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now, when we consider the fact that God has indexed his offer of salvation to repentance towards God and faith or trust in our Lord Jesus Christ, and that there is salvation in no other name, as the following verse reveals, in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, it states, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It is surely gross wickedness for anyone to seek to be saved by any other means. And this is the grim reality that humanity must come to terms with. For Christ is not only the creator, owner, sustainer, supreme governor and judge of this universe including of course planet earth he has lovingly catered for the salvation of his crumbling creation even man by leaving the glories of heaven and allowing himself to be crucified for mankind's redemption and those who accept his plan of salvation on his terms shall be saved but those who refuse to trust him as Abraham did, make themselves fit candidates for his wrath, as can be seen by the following. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 to 10. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations, and repair them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hated him. He will repay him to his face. So brethren, the importance of the relaying of the fifth foundational pillar of civilization, which is man's responsibility to trust in his creator, takes on even greater significance when we realize that we are approaching the end of man's rule upon planet Earth. Moreover, when we realize that since it is appointed unto man once to die, but after that there is a judgment, and that those who refuse God's offer of salvation by the gospel will be damned and will be thrown into Gehenna to suffer with Satan forever, it is only a fool who will despise this relay, fifth foundational pillar of civilization, and be damned forever. So, brethren, Will you, like Adam and Eve, who rejected God's offer of the fruits of the garden, including, of course, the fruit from the tree of life, listen instead to Satan, that old serpent, and disobey and dishonor your creator also, and be lost forever in the fires of Gehenna? I sincerely hope that you will speedily trust your maker and embrace his offer of salvation by responding positively to his plan of salvation that is offered by the gospel of the kingdom for god's proposal is cataloged in this following verse i'm about to read from luke chapter 16 verse 16 which states the law and the prophets were until john since that time the kingdom of god is preached and every man presses into it 
And St. Matthew's Gospel confirms same accordingly when it states, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. So that's Matthew chapter 11 verses 12 to 13. So this offer of salvation is a straightforward one indeed. You must either trust God and live forever or spurn his offer of salvation and suffer with Satan, his angels and agents in Gehenna forever and ever. The choice is surely yours to make so as a lonely sojourner please i beg you trust christ today trust him all the way for he's anxiously waiting with open arms to receive you and will keep you forever and ever both here and in the hereafter so that's the end of my segment today I will be live next Monday again, and I will be speaking about the sixth Christ-related foundation of civilization in the gospel. So brethren, remember, spend time in the world. Jesus Christ will be returning, and he will be returning soon. So prepare yourselves for his return so we all can be with him forever. So have a safe productive week. Jesus Christ loves you and I love you. Bless.